0: Welcome to a new episode of Craft Beer Conversations, where the beer and the conversation are always on me. Starting a business is never easy, especially if you've never run a business before. And did I mention a good chunk of the creation of Arctic Circle Brewing Company happened during a pandemic? But that didn't stop Eric Lehman Jr. and Devin Sills from forging ahead. And today is the day that it all pays off. Arctic Circle is open, making it Chesterfield's first craft brewery. I went to their industry preview night to see what was going through their heads as their tap room began to fill. You and I spoke in, I don't know, February, and we were, it felt like a long ways away, but you guys were far closer than you were uh, to the beginning at that point. But like, I just, you know, we talked a couple weeks ago at Steampunk, your beer was being served, we were drinking it, it was great. But now we're in your barn, like, what's that like? I mean, it's uh, it's
1: pretty surreal, I'm not gonna lie. Um, actually seeing people in here, enjoying the beer, um, I mean, seeing a tap room full of people, it's just something that we've envisioned for a very long time. And even Devin and I, we sat here last night and, um, you know, it was a long day and getting ready to leave. And he was like, ah, grab a beer. Like, let's sit down. Let's just truly appreciate the last 20 months of what we've gone through. And to see it finally here, it, it's just amazing.
0: At, at nights like this, you guys will open on Friday. How important is it for you guys? to run through stuff, and I know this is really cliche, but in the service industry, it's really important. You only have one chance to make that first impression. Obviously tonight, you know, you've got a friendly crowd, everything's gonna be great, but I I wonder how how important nights like this is, and when you were talking about the plates earlier and things like that, I mean, just the little things, right? Yeah, it's the things
1: that you don't think about. I mean, obviously, you know, Devin and I have never worked in a service, you know, industry at all. Um, You know, our passion's been beer, and so learning serving is new for us, even, you know, pouring beers for the first time. Not like we haven't done it for our friends, but like doing it in a setting where, you know, you're walking around, you're grabbing people, you want another drink, you know, like you were just saying, like, people bringing in outside food, having plates, you know, napkins, all that stuff for them to have. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like you said, you only get that one chance to make a first impression. And when you have people like this where you can, you know, it's a controlled environment, you've got people who are understanding as you're working through the kinks, it's really good to have that so then you're more ready for, you know, what's still, I mean, there's still going to be issues. It's going to happen. But, you know, hopefully we can get a few of them worked
0: out here. I mean, and as we walk through, uh, Loaded Dice is here. North Center is here. Copper Hop is here. Uh, Fieldstone is here what's it like to you've been in all their spots so what's it like to you're the host now what's that like it's cool I mean you know and and a lot I mean
1: obviously these guys have all had a huge impression on us like getting to this point um you know whether it was I mean Kevin at North Center was the first person we met with brewery owner in any capacity sat down with him to have a conversation regarding like what should we do and he was like yeah here I'll send you my business plan and you know call me anytime and um then to watch him walk in here, you know, it's been probably three years or more since that conversation. Um, and, again, like, you know, the guys at Hop and, you know, Loaded Dice being here and the guys from Baffin were here, um, Steampunk. Steampunk, yeah, it's, it's been great. Yeah, come on, come on, join us, Dev. Sit in the sidecar chair. Um, yeah, but, I mean, having these guys here and being able to host, it's uh, it's definitely a cool experience, you know, for us to finally be here.
0: And, Devin, you know, the beer's coming out of the taps. You guys have gotten through the process. How do you feel like you are ready for, I mean, obviously, you can do it once, but, like, everyday service, like, how do you feel like you are supply-wise, just comfort-wise, things like that?
2: Uh, It's going to be a bit of like a learning curve and like a uh, growing pains initially just like trying to find like the scheduling, the uh, proper timing on when to pull a beer from the furniture and whatnot. So like that was something like this first month of brewing we really paid a lot of attention to is like, yeah, it tastes good now but what about in two days? And then is that that two day difference that then makes it a great beer? So um, those are things like uh, we even struggle with as home brewers is like making sure that we don't rush the thing. So now uh, that we have uh, it, this wide berth of audience now, it's incredibly vital that we like don't uh, force anything. So, yeah, I think uh, as we get along this process a little bit more, the timing, the uh, scheduling, and the beer itself will eventually all get even better. Yeah. So, and I'll ask
0: you both this, Devin, I'll start with you. What's it like, obviously you have people here, but what's it like to not only have the people here, but to be able to talk to them while they're drinking your beer Not to be like, oh my God, this is great because it is, but just from like a a feedback, right? You're learning what they think and that kind of stuff.
2: Oh, yeah. So um, I desperately need it because I uh, also crave approval, right? And this is now uh, open to whomever is willing to try it. So now that we did this soft opening with the people who had no beer the best, this is a captive audience that can tell me, like, hey, this is good. This could be better. Here's how it uh, can be approved. This and the other. Actually, in fact, I was just talking to uh, Ryan and uh, Jeff about um w- one of our beers in particular i won't say which we go hey if you're looking to improve it here's xyz you can do to uh you know get it to where it can be at. so for me like i am more than willing to hear those type of things because i know that like i'm always trying to be one percent better so that goes along with like what is a uh, consistent growth pattern what that we're looking for
0: and then just the same thing for you there yeah i mean i i think
1: i you know echo what he had said i mean in terms of like having everybody here like getting that type of feedback um you know again like obviously it was our first time brewing on a commercial system you know these are the first five beers that we've ever produced at this level Um, And then to have those guys be able to come in and say, like, hey, if you're trying to do X, like, here's a better way to do it. Because, again, it was like, you know, there was just a couple of things with a couple of the beers where they didn't turn out exactly how we wanted them to. They're still very good beers. It just ended up being different than what we expected. And that's just, again, it's a learning curve that especially for Devin, you know, as as we ramp up and do more beers, you know, you're going to get more comfortable. You're going to understand the ins and outs of how to do it. Um, but, yeah, hearing the feedback directly from people saying, like, hey, man, this is like, this is good beer, and I'm not just saying that, you know, to jerk your chain, it's good beer.
0: So you talk about brewing on a commercial scale, right? It's obviously much different than when you're homebrewing. When you're homebrewing, you're brewing for yourself. You're brewing on a smaller scale. Price doesn't matter as much because, again, small scale. How has that adjustment been? To me, this is kind of like tightrope walking where you can practice it, but at one point you have to actually do it without a net. And you still may fall and kill yourself, right? So so I, I just wonder what that adjustment was like for you going from something in your basement or in your garage to, I mean, what you have now.
2: Uh, So, I know, like, coming into this, like, we expected, like, a certain amount of money as far as, like, working capital to get us uh, going. And uh, knowing that, like, we are this brewery that wants to be this experimental house that requires some more pricier ingredients. So, like, I don't think that, like, this day one tap list is, like, indicative of what we'll be in six months. However, uh, kind of our last 18 months dictated that we kind of had to take this route. And also, the comfortability of getting on the system and doing more simplistic, true-to-style things allowed us to get that kind of comfortability and then also um the uh, learning curve gets kind of capsized then you're now able to get that uh, ability to do those more creative things so yeah it was like a 2 prong thing it was uh knowing that we had x amount of money and then do you want to go and use that money on uh something that you may botch initially because you're still learning Right. And that's something that it's a humbling thing to have to go and say, because you'd be as confident as you want within this process. But at the end of the day, like, do you want to go and dump a batch when uh, like you're still like uh, working towards making money? Right. So that's kind of how I look at it. Well, I mean,
0: that, but that that's the difference. Right. Yeah. You talk about homebrewing, fuck it, drink it, dump it. Yeah, Who cares? Yeah. Right. But now success is important before success. When you're homebrewing, is like a bonus. You're like, hey, we nailed it, right? This, this is great, man. So I, I just, that, that's the one question I always ask, is most people come as homebrewers first. I know that there's a, 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 a little bit younger generation than the three of us that are now being able to learn this kind of stuff like actually on premise, right? That wasn't a thing. But, but the, the change from hobby to professional, like I wonder how you got, how it changed the way you think about, about beer itself. Right? Because I mean, all of a sudden now, it's like, I worked in sports for a long time. Sports became a business. It wasn't my hobby anymore. It's what I did. You got to go to work every day, whether you want to or not, even if it's fun.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so I think the big difference is uh, knowing that you can't always execute it exactly how you want out the gate but what you can do is eliminate as many variables as possible right so um, though basic as some of the beers can be make sure you execute those well and then the uh, more like uh, higher tier things that we strive to do will come over time so yes I uh, you said tight roping earlier it is that it is that and what, what on two different sides it's uh, failure and on the other side it's a uh, cost Right, so you have to start to uh, weigh these things as you walk this tightrope right now, but as uh, we go through the process again, like that rope will get a little bit thicker, it turn into a two-by-four, eventually it'll turn into a sidewalk, and then you'll have a firm ground beneath you that you no longer fear that, along with uh, the lessons learned and like the, I guess, capital received. (laughs) This is an unfair question to ask both of you, but
0: I'm going to ask it anyway. Now what? I mean, honestly, yeah, it it
1: comes down to kind of getting through this this first weekend, um, evaluating. Like, I think there's just different things that, you know, you go back to talking about. You're like, all right, so you go from the homebrew level to the commercial level and, like, how does that affect the brewing? But it's also, like, the the business end of things that, like – I mean, him and I have never run a business before. I mean, it's like, you know, when is the right time to, you know, to expand, to buy new equipment, to do things like – that stuff that, I mean, we you know, now we may have the luxury to start thinking about that. It's been – we spent so long just getting this place ready – making sure that we had beer available for day 1 and then it's like once you get past that yeah what's next is start planning i mean figuring out exactly you know what it is we want to do how we want to grow you know we've we've started to have some of those conversations but i think like actually seeing real sales and and what we can actually be able to do you know will kind of dictate what direction we can go in
2: yeah Oh, yeah, it's like, I, I think, um, you know, taking the Tuesday beta test idea and start to uh, build those things out, right? Because for, like, the last uh, 16 episodes, we have dug into our minds and our recipe builds and pulled out ideas that, like, we knew that we could do no problem because we were comfortable with the system we were brewing on. So, as, like, a tap list and a uh, brewer here at Arctic Circle, like... We want to go and start to tap into those things, no pun intended, because uh, that's who we want to be. So, yeah, like, uh, what next? Um, Start to bring those other, like, ideas to uh, full scale and, uh, you know, execute them to the level that we expect them to be at. Hell yeah.
0: Big thanks and congratulations to Devin Sills and Eric Lehman Jr. Arctic Circle is now open in Chesterfield. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so you don't miss anything across the Metro Detroit craft beer landscape and beyond. Plus, you can always follow me on Twitter and Facebook at Zach E. Clark. Yes, Zach with an H. On Instagram at TheBrewManchu and TikTok at BrewManchu to see what I'm up to.